Blog Talk Radio. with the B-I-B-L-E and use the meaningless controller here on Tributory Radio. But get started with your lesson today. It's uh, John MacArthur with let's see if I explain. Oh, yeah, here it goes. The planting of Israel. When Jesus comes, all of the stars and the suns of heaven are going to go out. And at that moment, Israel is going to turn and look. And they're going to believe. And they're going to turn to their Messiah. They're going to be wonderfully saved and spared judgment and gathered into the kingdom. Charles Spurgeon once said, There is as much joy in the heart of God when he forgives as there is in the heart of the sinner when he is forgiven. 
Now, is that how you see God? Do you see God as a father who is willing, even eager, to forgive his children? Or do you assume God is a stern judge who reluctantly forgives? Well, today on Grace to You Weekend, John MacArthur is going to show you what God is truly like. And as he continues this look at biblical prophecy, you'll come away with a renewed confidence that God will forgive your sin again and again. This lesson is part of John's current study titled, The Return and Reign of Jesus Christ. Now, John, before we continue this prophecy series from the Old Testament book of Zechariah, I want to share some correspondence we've had with one of our listeners. You're holding two letters there, both sent to us by the same man, and in them he tells two incredible stories of redemption and compassion. There's a near-death experience in the ministry of grace to you, and I'll let you take it from there. Share this correspondence with us. I will. This letter begins... uh... My name is Justin, and I'm a deacon at my home church. I also go out daily and witness and talk with the growing homeless community in my hometown, most of whom live on the streets because of an addiction to heroin. I myself am an ex-addict. I was addicted to painkillers for about seven years. I've seen God use my testimony to minister to so many in my hometown. About a year ago, my church started a program to take small bags of non-perishable foods and supplies to the homeless of Indiana. This ministry has opened doors to talk with people about marriage issues, suffering, suicide, and salvation. Your ministry has helped me many times along the way as I minister to the broken of this world. Thank you, and God bless you, and Justin signs his name. Then there's a follow-up letter It says this, I also want to share something that happened to me earlier this year while I was ministering in my hometown. It was a cold day, and I had put my new MacArthur Study Bible underneath my jacket. An addict tried to stab me, but stabbed my Bible instead. I didn't have a scratch on me, but my brand new Bible died that night. (laughs) God was watching out for me. I guess the Bible really is a shield. Amazingly, six months later, I baptized that addict that stabbed me, and his life has changed completely. I thought you would enjoy that story. (laughs) Yeah, that is an amazing story. For sure. We need to send Justin a new Bible. (laughs) I think so. That is, I mean, it's one thing to have the Bible protect you from death. It's something else to see the guy who tried to kill you come to Christ. Yeah, that's the best part of this story. Yeah, we, we get some amazing letters, and uh, not everybody's story is quite that dramatic, but the Word of God makes dramatic changes in everyone who come under the power of the gospel. The reason we're even able to reach um, people like Justin is because you who are listening pray and support this ministry. You make it all possible. It's the fruit of your investment. Thanks for standing with us. We are grateful for your prayers and support. And if you'd like to partner with us, you can make a tax-deductible donation at our website, gty.org. You'll hear the rest of our contact information after the message. But right now, follow along as John returns to his series, The Return and Reign of Jesus Christ. God has in mind a wonderful day coming for Israel. Zechariah calls it the cleansing of Israel. In chapter 13 and verse 1, he says, In that day there shall be a fountain opened to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. 
Zechariah predicts a day when Israel is going to be cleansed of sin and uncleanness. This is God's plan for His people Israel. Now, I want to back up from that future day to the past a little bit, and I'd like to have you look with me to the fifth chapter of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 5, the great prophecy of the man of God, Isaiah. Now, here the Lord is referring to the people Israel under the terminology of a vineyard. Verse 1, Now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My well-beloved, who is God, has a vineyard, who is Israel, in a very fertile hill, which obviously, or fruitful hill, which obviously would have reference to Canaan. God is the well-beloved who has a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. And he dug it, and he gathered out the stones, and he planted it with the choicest vine, and he built a tower in the midst of it, and also made a wine press in it, and he looked for it to bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. God had a design for his people. He made the place for them. He cleaned it out. He prepared it. He planted them, the object of his love, and he waited for them to produce the grapes that he desired, and instead they were wild grapes, foreign to his plan, foreign as it were to the seeds he planted. Verse 3 says, And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, between me and my vineyard. When the vineyard brought forth wild grapes, the vineyard became the object of judgment, and God is about to move on his own vineyard. What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Why, when I looked for it to bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away its hedge, that is, its protection. It shall be eaten up. I'll break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. And I will lay it waste. It shall not be pruned nor digged, but there shall come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah his pleasant plant. And he looked for justice, but behold, oppression. He looked for righteousness, but behold, a cry. Now, God says, I made a vineyard, and I planted it, and I expected it to respond to that in a way that it was reasonable to respond, and instead it rebelled, and it brought forth wild grapes, and thus I will judge it, I will tear down its hedge and its wall, and its protection is gone. I will lay it waste. It will neither be pruned nor digged. It won't be cared for. Briars and thorns will come up. The, cl the clouds will no longer rain rain upon it. God is here speaking of judgment upon Israel. And the reason God is judging Israel is because of Israel's unbelief and his, Israel's rebellion. You say, well, in Isaiah chapter 5, God really was upset with his vineyard, and he just said, that's it. And he laid it waste. That's right. Doesn't this indicate to us that God is really finished? That God, as far as Israel is concerned, as a vineyard is done with them. Look at Romans chapter 11. In Romans chapter 11, he is saying the church is like a grafted-in branch in a wild olive tree, from a wild olive tree. But in verse 24, he says to the Gentile church, for if thou wert cut out of the olive tree which is wild by nature and grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree. In other words, the church was literally grafted in to the place of blessing, the covenant place, place of salvation. How much more shall these who are the natural branches, and who would that be? Israel, be grafted into their own olive tree. The time is coming when God's going to put that 
that natural branch right back in. God's going to replant that vineyard. God's going to restore that vineyard. Verse 26 says, So all Israel shall be saved. Well, God isn't through with his vineyard, if you will. God isn't through with his olive grove. God is not through with Israel. God is a God of forgiveness, and that's what I want you to get. Even though Isaiah was so firm about God's attitude, and even though Jesus was so firm about it, God is a God of forgiveness, and God is going to forgive Israel, and God is going to cleanse Israel, and God is going to restore Israel to the place of blessing. One of the great preachers in American history was a man by the name of Henry Ward Beecher. Henry Ward Beecher characterized God's forgiveness with these words. Let me read them to you. Let me go and saw off a branch from one of the trees that is now budding in my garden, and all summer long there will be an ugly scar where the gash has been made. But by next autumn it will be perfectly covered over by the growth, and by the following autumn it will be hidden out of sight, and in four or five years there will be but a slight scar to show where it has been, and in ten or twenty years you would never suspect that there had been an amputation at all. Now, trees know how to overgrow their injuries and hide them, and love does not wait so long as trees do. It knows how to throw out all divine and beneficent juices, as it were, and hide from sight the wrongs done. And God says He forgives in the same way. He will never again make mention, as He declares in Ezekiel, to His people of their sins. He will never taunt them with them. End quote. God, in the wonderful love and grace that He sheds on Israel, will overgrow the scars. And when God restores Israel, it will be as if God never, ever broke the branch off, as if God never laid waste to the vineyard. No wonder the prophet Micah, in the seventh chapter and the 18th verse, said this, Who is a God like unto thee, who pardoneth iniquity, and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage, He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquities, and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. No wonder Micah said, Who is a pardoning God like unto thee? All that Israel did in the past to the prophets, as Isaiah stated it, all that they did to God's laws and commandments, all that they did in the life of Jesus Christ to the very Son is going to be forgiven because God is a God of forgiveness, a God who wipes out scars. That's the nature of God's grace. In Jeremiah, the wonderful chapter of the New Covenant is 31. And in Jeremiah 31, 34, it says, And know the Lord... For they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, then this great statement, and I will remember their sin no more. God forgets. He removes it as far as the east is from the west. In Acts chapter 3, verse 19, Peter says, Repent, therefore, and I love this, and be converted that your sins may be, what? blotted out, blotted out, totally removed. So God is a God of forgiveness. God forgets. He blots out. He throws in the depth of the sea. He removes as far as the east is from the west. And it doesn't really matter what Israel has done in the past. 
doesn't really matter even what they did in the time of Jesus Christ. Ultimately, and I say it doesn't matter. I don't mean that in a total sense. I mean it doesn't affect his nature. It lays nothing to bear on his nature that would change him. And no matter what they have done, he is still a God of forgiveness. And he will come to them in forgiveness. And that is the message of Zechariah chapter 13. God is a God of forgiveness. And that forgiveness is promised in the 13th chapter. That cleansing is promised to Israel. Now, as we come to the 13th chapter, Zechariah, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, outlines for us the elements of this cleansing. There are six. But Israel is going to be cleansed, and there are six elements to this cleansing. There are six elements, and we'll see them as we go. Let's just begin with the first one. First of all, Israel will be cleansed from the defilement of sin. From the defilement of sin, verse 1. In that day, in that day means the day of the Lord, and it also means the day when Israel repents. There will be a fountain opened to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Now, those two terms are used to show the totality of this cleansing. The house of David speaks of the royalty, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem speak of the laity, as it were. So common person and royal person alike will enter into this cleansing. And this fountain will be open to them for sin and for uncleanness. In other words, this cleansing will be a cleansing from the defilement of sin. Frankly, this is the supreme need of the Jew. And I would add it is the supreme need of the Gentile to be cleansed from defilement. The Bible says that every man is a sinner, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that no one escapes. There is none righteous, no, not one, said the Apostle Paul. We are sinners, and cleansing and regeneration is needed, particularly in relation to Israel. Zechariah is, is speaking here. Israel has been defiled for many reasons. Number one, because of historic disobedience to the law of God. Number two, because of an outright wholesale rejection of Jesus Christ as the Messiah. These things have brought about the defilement of the people of Israel. And they are guilty. And they are kept from salvation by these rejections and by continual hardness of heart and continual unbelief. In Romans 10.3, the Apostle Paul says, For they, being ignorant of the righteousness of God, go about to establish their own righteousness. They are self-righteous. They are trying to, to establish their own righteousness, Paul says, and have not submitted to the righteousness of God. They have authored a system of works rather than the system of faith and grace that God authored. And in this state of rejection, unbelief, hardness of heart, Israel is guilty before God of sin. And, of course, the greatest sin of all is to reject Christ, and they have done that. But what happens in that day is wonderful. Look at it. In that day, a fountain, makor in Hebrew, it means, it comes from a root verb which means to dig out. It could be a well or a spring or a fountain. And that's just what it means, a gushing fountain. Jeremiah 2.13 and Jeremiah 17.13 use the very same Hebrew word, and they talk about the fountain of living waters, gushing out. That's the idea. Psalm 36, 9 uses it and says, For with thee is the fountain of life. It speaks of something just gushing out of a source. Now here it is not used as the source of life or the source of refreshment as in those other texts, but as a means of cleansing and purification. Now notice the word opened there. 
The word opened in the Hebrew has with it the idea of continuance, continuous, permanent opening. This thing, once it's opened, will be perennial. And it will be available as a source of perennial purification. Beloved, whenever God opens the fountain of cleansing, it, it's perennial. Now, frankly, the fountain of cleansing was opened at Calvary. Is that right? On the cross of Calvary, the fountain was opened. And it's been purifying souls ever since. And yet Israel has never been able to enter the purification because of their unbelief and hardness of heart. But the fountain has been opened for a long time to the whole world. But it won't be opened, as he says here, to Israel with a perennial cleansing until Israel comes in repentance. But I want to speak to you on this idea of the opening being a perennial thing. Once the fountain was opened at Calvary, John says this, And the blood, 1 John 1, And the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, keeps on what? Cleansing it. It's perennial. The fountain was open at Calvary, and the flow is perennial. As long as there is sin, there is cleansing for the one who believes. And someday that perennial fountain will be open for Israel, for the house of David, and for the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And when they come in repentance and that fountain opens on a national basis to them, notice the end of verse 1, it'll be for sin and uncleanness. The word sin is significant. It means in the Hebrew to miss the mark, hatat, to miss the mark. To go in the wrong way. It was used in reference to sin against men and sin against God. A very common Old Testament word. But its root idea is you went wrong. You went the wrong way, down the wrong path. The path of disobedience. The path of indifference. The path of rebellion. It has to do then with what a person does. Going away from God. Behaving in a manner inconsistent with God's pattern. The second word, uncleanness, is a word that means something that is to be shunned or something you are to flee from. The word is used, for example, with any kind of ceremonial impurity in the book of Leviticus, and it has to do with those things that would ceremonially defile somebody like a dead body. So it has to do with defilement, something to be shunned, something that would bring defilement. And so the point is this. Israel will be cleansed of its own moral defilement and of its tendency to behave and go in the wrong direction. So this is twofold. Israel's cleansing will have to do with what it is and what it does, you see. Because that's how sin manifests itself. It is a matter of what we are, and consequently it is a matter of what we do. And so this will come as a cleansing from the defilement of sin. And this is the thing that everybody needs. I thank God that there are some who have already entered into the fountain that was opened at Calvary. Some Jews, Jewish Christians, you're part of the remnant of this day. And you've entered into the fountain that yet it has to be opened for the nation when the nation repents, when Jesus returns. But all of us need this cleansing because all of us are defiled. We all have that moral defilement in our nature and we all walk in a way that is wrong, away from God. Solomon said when he dedicated the temple, he stood up and he said in 1 Kings 8.46, there is no man that doesn't sin. And that's true. And if it's true, then there is no man who doesn't need cleansing. David, the psalm singer of Israel, said in Psalm 14, the Lord looked down from heaven on the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is not that doeth good, no, 
not one. And Paul reiterated that text in Romans 3. You say, well, how do you get into the cleansing? By faith. By looking at the one who was pierced, just like 12.10 says. By looking at one who was pierced for you on the cross and one who came out the other side of the grave and did it for you, bore your sin, and believing in him and receiving him as Savior. And his cleansing is applied to you. In that future day, Israel is going to experience that as a nation. They're going to come back into the place of covenant relationship with God. Only the blood of Christ can cleanse in that way. It's the only fountain that can do it. In Hebrews 9, 13, it says, If the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? The blood of Christ can purge. That's John MacArthur here on Grace to You Weekend. He's president of the Master's University and Seminary in the Los Angeles area. Today he continued his study titled The Return and Reign of Jesus Christ. And friend, as John mentioned before the lesson, the Word of God can make a dramatic change in the life of anyone who believes the gospel. And we can take God's Word to pastors, students, housewives, business people all over the world because of the support of listeners like you. So if you'd like to partner with us in this far-reaching ministry, consider making a donation when you contact us today. Send your gift by mail to Grace To You Weekend, Box 4000, Panorama City, California, 91412, or you can also make a one-time donation or set up a convenient recurring donation when you visit our website, gty.org, or when you call 800-55-GRACE. That's our toll-free number, and it translates to 800-554-7223. Also, keep in mind there are a wide range of free Bible study tools available at gty.org. You can download 3,000 sermons or listen to Q&As with John or read the Grace to You blog. You can also download an app that gives you access to John's entire sermon archive. Again, that's more than 3,000 total messages. And it'll be available to you wherever you take your mobile device. All of that and more is available free of charge at gty.org. And now for John MacArthur and the Grace to You staff, I'm your host, Phil Johnson. Thanks for making this broadcast part of your day and make sure to be here a week from now. John's going to begin a series you could call a spiritual refresher course. See the big picture of salvation in this study titled Remembering What Not to Forget. That starts next week when another half hour of unleashing God's truth one verse at a time comes your way on Grace to You Weekend. I'm
Every, all, and everything. This is Ken Ham on a mission to call the church back to the authority of God's Word. Genesis is clear that Noah's flood was global. It says the flood covered all the high hills and destroyed every land-dwelling creature not on the ark. So why do some people believe it was just a local flood? It's because they've already compromised on the age of the earth. You see, when you reinterpret Genesis to accommodate millions of years, you've got a big problem with the flood. The supposed long ages come from the rock layers. But if there was a global flood, those rock layers can't be old. So not only do you have to reinterpret the days in Genesis, now you've got to change the flood too. Instead of changing God's word, we need to trust it from the beginning. Want to learn more about the flood, Noah's Ark, and more? Visit our website at AnswersRadio.com and plan your visit to our Ark Encounter when you go to AnswersRadio.com.
Noah's flood, it was global. This is Ken Ham, and we've produced the family-friendly Answers Bible curriculum. Genesis 7 tells us that during the flood of Noah's day, the water covered all the high hills. Now, some people have argued that Noah's flood was just a local flood in the Mesopotamian Valley. But how can a local flood explain all of the mountains being covered in about 20 feet of water? Water seeks its own level. It won't even cover all the hills in one area without spilling into other areas. And besides, the flood lasted over a year. No small regional flood has ever lasted that long. So you can't claim the Bible teaches a local flood without completely ignoring what the text says and reading your own ideas into it. The flood was global. Subscribe to receive free insights from Ken Ham, delivered to your inbox every day when you visit AnswersRadio.com and listen to this program again at AnswersRadio.com.
forest run bad. But go fishing for that. We also have go fish with um in the mile uh Denver and the Mile High Orchestra with the solid rock and for that the song Walk with God. And next gonna do this is from China and this is called Immutable here on Tributory. Lord, I'm writing this to you. I really hope you hear my heart. When thinking about describing you, I really don't know where to start. Can't start at the beginning, cause you are before the beginning, way before the beginning. And this fallen world's distorted opinions. It was just a holy trinity, ruling from infinity. Glory blazed tremendously, loving one another endlessly. Billions, billions of years ago, outside of what we know as time. Nobody else was there to know, but Lord, here's the thing that blows my mind. As long ago as that was. Long ago as that was, you have not changed, Lord. Oh Lord, Lord, Lord. As long ago, as long ago, as long ago as that was, you're still the same. You have not changed. What can that mean? But my God is immutable. Immutable, you are beautiful. You never change. You remain the Not just because of what you do, but simply because of who you are There's none like you in existence, you are God and you need no assistance Even though we show you resistance, you sent Jesus to close the distance That existed between God and man, according to your sovereign plan We changed many times in one lifespan, I changed even since this song began Lord, I'm so glad that you're not like us, all that you do will certainly last You are the rock that we can trust, shows us back in eternity past As long ago as that was, as long ago as that was have not changed, Lord, oh Lord, 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 as long ago, as long ago, as long ago as that was, you're still the same, you have not changed, what can that mean, but my God is immutable, immutable, you are beautiful, you never change, you remain the same, immutable, All of my inconsistencies, all of my idiosyncrasies Still you pursue relentlessly At times I wonder how this can be Surely it's because of the cost When Jesus paid the full penalty And bore the burden of sin's great cost I'm saved by grace and faith in God I look to Christ and I trust He died So even though I'm being sanctified I can't be any more justified His work is finished that cannot change And with this knowledge I am free Forever this grace it will remain Because of what happened on Calvary As long ago as that was Long ago as that was, you have not changed, Lord. Oh Lord, Lord, Lord. As long ago, as long ago, as long ago, 
what a man sees under heaven. Ecclesiastes 111. No matter who you are, death aims to stop you. Whether banker, doctor, or Frank Sinatra. Before your time is done, meet the timeless one. The dying, death-defying, rising, shining sun. King Jesus astounds and amazes. He pounded the pavement to save those who were bound to their cages. So let us praise the one who made the Everglades. Our debt was paid, so in glory we'll never fade. Never fade. Never fade. One day by Shiloh, and you can find him at Shiloh, oh, excuse me, um, dot com, L A M P M O D dot C O, and that's Shiloh, so S H A I, and then L I N N E. And next we got Go Fish with Fruit of Spirit huh, here on Truth Be Told Radio. Ready? Okay!
A massive, massive ship. This is Ken Ham, a missionary to our evolutionized culture and even the church. Noah's Ark was a massive ship, 510 feet long, 51 feet high and 85 feet wide. It easily fit all the animals God sent to Noah, plus supplies and Noah's family. Now, some people argue that the flood was just a local event. But why would God command Noah to build such a massive ship if he and his family could have just packed up and moved to an area outside of God's judgment? Genesis tells us every land-dwelling creature and every person outside the ark perished. But if the flood was local, some animals and people would have survived. When we ignore what the Bible clearly teaches, we make God out to be a liar. Listen to this program again, view a transcript, or share it with others when you visit AnswersRadio.com and plan your visit to our ARC Encounter at AnswersRadio.com.
As in the days of Noah, this is Ken Ham, author, speaker, and blogger on why we can trust the Bible. When Jesus talked about events and people such as creation, Adam and Eve, Lot, Jonah, and more, he always treated them as real people and real events. And when Jesus spoke of the flood, he compared the reality of this past judgment to the reality of his coming judgment on sin. Jesus said, as in the days of Noah, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. But if the flood judgment was just a regional flood, as some Christians argue, then how can Jesus compare the two? The coming judgment isn't just a local judgment. Jesus will judge and put an end to all sin, just as God did at the time of Noah. The comparison works because Genesis is history and the flood was global. Sign up for free daily email insights from Ken Ham when you go to AnswersRadio.com and plan your family's visit to the world-class Ark Encounter at AnswersRadio.com. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. Oh, oh, oh. 
that like rest of the shirts like GoFish. You want to find out more about GoFish, go to our website GoFishGuys.com, G-O-F-I-S-H-G-U-I-S.co, GoFishGuys.com. The Rainbow Covenant. This is Ken Ham, President of the Ministry that built a full-size Noah's Ark south of Cincinnati. You know, after the flood of Noah's day, Noah and his family left the ark and offered sacrifices of thanksgiving to the Lord. God had spared them from his judgment on wickedness. Verses in the Old and New Testament make it clear these eight were the only people who survived. Then God put his rainbow in the clouds and made this promise, I'll never again destroy all flesh with a flood. Now, many Christians argue the flood was just a local event. But if that's true, God's promise is worthless. It's been broken over and over. There have been many devastating local floods since Noah's day. But the flood was global, and there won't be another like it. Plan your visit to the full-size Noah's Ark with its three decks of exhibits, zoo, and more at AnswersRadio.com or view a transcript of Ken's program at AnswersRadio.com.
number one and had to give a speech. Uh-huh. What would you say? What would you teach? She knew about God and this was a chance. She could bust a move or be afraid to do the dance. She told the truth and everybody heard. She got brave cause she understood. If you want to bear fruit, Hit the demonic with a shot I was copping narcotics Agnostic with a plot No optics 
for the knowledge of the God who often knocks. Jesus rocked me with the gospel and it tied me up a notch. So I hopped in the rocket and met the prophet at the top, yo. That's just another way of saying I met God in the scriptures. But we just gonna let that breathe for a second, you know what I mean? The Bible says he was been forgiven much, loves much. We gonna talk about BC a little bit. My depravity was total, not small like pox. I was chained to sin, I couldn't take off the locks. I thought I was a player, a mask with the flavor. So yeah, I know what the time is, but I ain't bet Isaiah. I would chuckle daily as I paid for disgrace. My eyes were always puffy like I got sprayed with mace. I would toot my horn at parties, and I would do bars. Got so intoxicated, I was ready to do Mars. Notorious for acting pretty silly in my city Philly. Friends hear about it and be like, whoa, did he really? Because I played dirty Bill Lambeer style. Through great mercy, spirit-filled and dear child. Went from so gritty to headed to a gold city. In Christ I shine, the world's like no biggie. Whatever, time to sing, I'm putting faith on the song. 112, displayed in John, the way to respond. When his patience runs out, then it's time for the ride, man. Microwave, wrath of God, fam. That's why, because of Christ, I got mad joy. All I'm saying is I used to be a bad boy. <laughs> but nowadays, I'm regenerated. Born again from above, fam. How else can I say that? Went from various vices to a kid that's married to Christ. Using literary devices to spit it very precise. My conversion to the master was so dramatic. I just wanted to be an ambassador or fanatic. The gospel was my tonic. With Christ, I couldn't lose. But to walk with God like Enoch, I knew I couldn't cruise. This walk is a beast, but nothing's greater than the cross. Saw the mark of the east and the of the laws, while power records were choosing to carry G unit. I was on that revolutionary theme music. The brothers from the Lou held it down as well. But we noticed a big shift in 2012. Around the time Jackie asked me about Calvinism, Christian hip hop found a different algorithm and crossed over. Without taking the crossover, made us all sober. Years later, is it all over? Trip asked me if I was still motivated. I was quiet, but I wanted to say no, I hate it. Cause brothers in your camp causing lots of confusion. I love them as brothers in Christ, but not their conclusions. They want to reach the world by all means. Keep pursuing it. But tell me why they got to diss the church while they doing it. That's what I wanted to say, but I ain't say it though. But no more laying low. I want them to play it slow. And I ain't dissing them. My prayers are the proof. Like Boaz without Ruth is unity without truth. CHH is like gorillas in the mist. With no brotherly love, it's like Philly don't exist. What's happening here? It's a different atmosphere. Cats appear most concerned about a rap career. Brothers overseas being slain in the Saying while we're vain in our plan, taking fame in some fans, and I ain't got time to philosophize. Satan got a plot device. I'm seeing lots of guys apostatize. On top of all that, Donald Trump's the president. It's all good though, cause Jesus Trump's the president. So more than ever, I'm trying to rep the Lord who bled, and we ain't never gonna stop. Word to Corey Red. I'm just trying to give a healthy demonstration of theocentric music for the selfie generation. See, the problem is sin, no riddle in it, cause all sin got I in the middle of it. We're mad to praise and truly evil. We need to be born again without a Matt Damon movie sequel. In the gospel, God addresses our depravity. The lamb slain at Calvary, the depths of his agony. He rose from the grave with abundant grace. And when we come in faith, he'll bring us up from the sunken place. Our sins, decrepit depths, left the mess. No rest was left till Jesus put death to death. The beauty of the victory truly is a mystery. The cross of Jesus Christ is at the nucleus of history. Before the cross, they were saved on credit. After the cross, we've been saved on debit. Since our champion in the great war suffered, we gon' proclaim his death like the Lord suffer. So welcome to the Still Jesus Project, yo, we just getting started and we got a lot left. That's Shailene with Random Thoughts 3 here on Truth Tori. Now share him with Stand Up. <laughs> 
Hey, yo, they said it was over, man. They said it was over. But it ain't over. We just getting started. Yo, 7,000, we all at. Let's go. Stand up, stand up. If you truly love the son of man, trust. Jesus is alive and his people he'll revive. And his fame is going to spread across the land. What's up? Stand up, stand up. Does anybody love the son of man? Trust. Jesus is the king, so his people we will sing. And forever stay worthy is the land. What's up? Surprise, no surprise, I'm back in your section With Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection More power than gravity, his knowledge and strategies Confound the academy, bow to his majesty He paid sin salary, took our blame on Calvary Those who love his name, spread his fame is the policy All eyes on the matchless price of his sacrifice Let's prize our master Christ and rise in the afterlife What, did we forget about the holiness of God or something? Did we forget that God owes us a rod or something? See the snake bruise when Christ came to save dudes who hate truth, the gospel is not fake news, our debt is sin, the gospel sweeter than it's ever been, ain't nothing changed, let us in, we got the medicine, it's still human emergency, the serpent attack, you think Jesus can't save, that's alternative facts, stand up, stand up, if you truly love the son of man, trust, Jesus is alive and his people he'll revive and his fame is going to spread across the land, what's up, stand up, stand up, does anybody love the son of man, trust, is the king, so his people we will sing and forever stay worthy is the land. What's up? Listen to my composition Lots of rhythm but not traditional Kind of different But God's consistent No contradiction My proposition Through crucifixion He mocked and crippled His opposition It's not some fiction I'm spitting The son of God is risen And my incentive For godly living Is I'm forgiven Jesus came to unlock the prison And through the spirit He brings a new birth Like an obstetrician At times I listen A lot of Christian hip-hop Is missing The proposition It's my suspicion We drop the mission Not to this But the word of God Is it not sufficient The doctrine is That the gospel fixes I shot condition, God the Spirit supplies conviction through proper diction. Against the backdrop of our tradition, the gospel glistens. A squad of Christians go out and witness that God's commission. Cause Jesus Christ got the top position, no competition. Stand up, hands up. If you truly love the Son of Man, trust. Jesus is alive and his people he'll revive. And his fame is going to spread across the land. What's up? Stand up, hands up. Does anybody love the Son of Man? Trust. Jesus is the King, so his people we will sing and forever stay worthy is the land. What's up? They want Jesus in the background like elevator music, but we gon' celebrate him, relegate him, we refuse it. They hate Christian hip-hop, I peep myself. They say we too redundant, well let me repeat myself. What I gotta say almost feels too real estate. Sit back and feel the weight of what a real estate. Cause yo, Jesus Christ got me in the real estate. I'm purchased property, I feel like I'm real estate. If the Father wasn't gracious, no sin in him. Again, he came straight blameless, no sin in him. Again, nothing's been the same since, no sin in him. Again, fakers lack his fragrance, no sin in him. This is not the picture in a frame to still Jesus. Nah, we serve the rock, the harder than still Jesus. So how are we gonna be silent, let the world still Jesus? When the world and its trends pass away, it's still Jesus. Then, up, hands up, if you truly love the son of man, trust, Jesus is alive and his people he'll revive and his fame is going to spread across the land, what's up, stand up, hands up, does anybody love the son of man, trust, Jesus is the king, so his people we will sing and forever stay worthy is the land, what's up, Worthy is the land. What's up? 
Let me start this off with a hallelujah to Jesus, the sovereign ruler. This is not a rumor. Got the truth, so we about to screw you. Check out a style maneuver. Shout it to you like the loudest group. But Christ brought us up from out the sewer. We don't have to doubt the future. Crafting our verses as we bask in his worship. You asking the purpose? Partly to fetch cash from the furnace. Through Jesus' extravagant service, immaculate purchase. He was smashing the serpent, and we only scratching the surface. He proceeded was conceived in the womb of a virgin. The sun emerges in the manger while the angels serenade him. It's the birth of the Savior. The greater and Came a man, came as a lamb, and would be executed to execute the plan to substitute the sand. In the place of the wicked on the cross, he was lifted, but we considered him stricken and afflicted, just like the prophets predicted. He came at the proper moment to stop his opponent and lay down his life to offer atonement. He's the most magnificent, the total antithesis of insufficient, the blessed, the glorious, splendid, transcendent, difficult to comprehend, independent of space and time, but presently present, suspending the heavens with speech. From coast to coast, he speaks peace to wind and seas, got heavenly hosts easily posted on bended knees, controls the cosmos with the most authority, so we both in a most exalted King Christ Supreme. He's the sovereign thriller, the awesome healer, the law fulfiller, the solemn killer, the fraud revealer, no God is realer, yeah. When you're taking your time in the scripture, what you get is a prominent picture. See his light shining bright in the night and his fright in the might in the dominant mixture. See his name at all the renown, though. When he came for the lost and he found low, he was tamed and floss all around but remained for the manger, the cross or the crown. Yo, Satan had a strict hold on him, fight for the rope but dope and All to the eyes of the S to the E to the end, that's what we hoping in. Risen on his spell check, the risen king can rinse clean the most rebellious. I was hell bound, now I'm spellbound. Word is born. I'm a bond servant to the word of life. Uh, call me a sellout. I was fought with a price. We got to hope that won't fail us when we return to the dust. We will rise up just like the one who justified us. It's not wishful thinking when the truth's sinking. We are clinging to the promises that God bringing an everlasting kingdom. Nothing can compare to the worth of what we inherited. Nothing in heaven on earth can measure what Christ merited. The skies declare the affairs of his glorious care. The God who is there, who's aware, who delights in our prayer. His purposes are permanent and perfectly prepared. Fortunate. Everything that orbits around his glory subordinate. He is the most excellent one. Intrinsic, infinite son. Preeminent, the name par excellence. Prenom, phenomenon. He's beyond phenomenon. You see, the father of cosmology, the abba of astronomy. He's part of we of pottery. It's shocking Jesus died for me. The father, he adopted me and constantly provides for me. Whether or not I got degrees, you gotta see his odyssey. From sovereignty and lottery to poverty and robbery to resurrected bodily apocalyptic prophecy. He's stopping all the mockery and scholarly snobbery that don't you ought to be on bended knee before the preeminent. It's awfully arrogant to reject them to your detriment. Study the development from Old to New Testament. You'll find a theme that's prevalent from age to age. It's relevant. Crisis on its center stage. Forget religious sentiments that center on man. But something less is what you're settling. He is the most excellent. Exercising benevolence and blessing a remnant with the benefits of his inheritance. Yeah. The sin of sinners that separated and segregated. That severed the relations between man and his maker. And placed Christ on his car. Costly cross and compensated his life, death, and resurrection, emancipated and gave us freedom from it all, freedom from the effects of the fall, freedom from Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden and from the law. So the saints stand and applaud his grace and glorious cause with hands raised, praising his name, singing glory to God. <laughs> Featuring 
beautiful eulogy. And next, this is The Old Road Cross by Go Fish. Here on Truly Tall Reach.
recent news out of Haiti, the largest, most powerful earthquake in the region's history. If the federal judge's ruling is allowed to stand, this year's National Day of Prayer could likely be the country's last. I will be done. I'm blessed. The number of hungry people worldwide has reached 1 billion for the first time since 1970. So let's just stay on daily bread and forget about trespassing. A few moments ago, something crashed into the south tower of the World Trade Center. But the world was from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. This is my Father's world, and to my listening ears, all nature sings and round me rings the music of the
love to tell the story. It will be my theme and glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and His love.
complete song salvation by Go Fish. And now we have one for from Shyland. This one's called Turn It Off. Let's take it back to the foundation Jesus Christ's impact and his salvation I'm talking about Calvary where his blood was lost I'm talking the reality of the rugged cross I'm talking about death, burial, and resurrection I'm talking about reconciliation and election Yeah, I'm repetitive because we're slow learners Just that truth music, I am a sojourner Reporting to you live from the wilderness We strive on the pilgrimage Alive cause he's building his tribes in the villages Revive us in villas with eyes diligent For our rival who pillages Because he prowls around like a roaring lion But he's surely dying before the Lord is dying Defeat one was the cross, soon comes another loss Trust in Jesus, the ultimate undercover boss Hey yo, if you don't want the gospel, yo, turn this off You wanna hear a bunch of mumbling? Turn this off You want misogyny and guns? Yo, turn it off You got to turn it off, man, you got to turn it off You want Jesus on the low? Yo, turn this off You want me bragging about my flow? Yo, turn it off You want what's on the radio? Yo, turn this off You got to turn it off, man, you got to turn it off I know it's been a while since I've been making songs Some people even say shy, yo, why you take so long? Sorry if you felt abandoned or hurt But music took a back seat because we planted a church How have I been? Thanks for asking, I can't complain, God is good I've been enjoying my wife, enjoying fatherhood I'm trying to think long-term sustainable By God's grace, fruit, when I'm gone is still attainable I want to see new births and bound kids free What good is making many waves if it tends to fade? I'm trying to produce works that outlive me So God can use my pen to save when I'm in the grave Writing this, flying over the Atlantic I just can't help but think about the Titanic I preach Christ cause many without hope will drown This world is exactly like the boat, it's going down Hey yo, if you don't want the gospel, yo, turn this off You wanna hear a bunch of mumbling? Turn this off You want misogyny and guns? Yo, turn it off You got to turn it off, man, you got to turn it off You want Jesus on the low? Yo, turn this off You want me bragging about my flow? Yo, turn this off You want what's on the radio? Yo, turn this off You got to turn it off, man you got to turn it off Hey yo, it feels like the days of Noah This world is post-Christian, the glory days are over Cats thirsty for the fame and would sell So they babble as they try to make a name for themselves They're shallow with mirth, they try to flex and rebel But what you swallow on earth will be digested in hell It's so profound, you joke around, you get broken down By Christ who holds the crown and sees through you like an ultrasound He's the reason I write a piece of advice Trust Jesus to Christ, no matter your season of life Believe God and His promise, serve with fervor Before He plays the dishonest third shift Worker, a thief in the night, Jesus the light of the world, he's our delight, the reason that believers are hype, he won't leave us despite our previous life, the deviant type, by God's grace get immediate sight. Hey yo, if you don't want the gospel, yo, turn this off You wanna hear a bunch of mumbling? Turn this off You want misogyny and guns? Yo, turn this off You got to turn it off, man, you got to turn it off You want Jesus on the low? Yo, turn this off You want me bragging about my flow? Yo, turn it off You want what's on the radio? Yo, turn this off You got to turn it off, man, you got to turn it off Yeah, I mean? Shout out to all my Christian soldiers repping Jesus Christ on the front lines Big Juice, what up? Bless Nazarite, I see you. Yo, Eshan, what up, man? Jackie Hill Perry, keep rapping them, sis. No matter what, keep rapping them. Keep rapping them.
praise your name from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. You are my God and all I want to do is praise your name.
all we got for Truthy Toll Radio. Gonna go out with Anthony's friends at the BRBLE. Bye for now.